it wouldn't take much of a prophet to look around at what's happening here and prophesy growth and revival. When you do the right things, the right things happen. Amen? You plant corn, you get corn. Hallelujah. My, there's so many incredible memories in this house. And the Lord is moving and blessing in a special way. I do want to say, Brother Carter told me that uh, all the Phillips family is watching today and by live streaming. And we want to be cognizant of them and let them know we love them so much. Amen. We love them so much. They're not related by natural blood, but by spiritual blood. We are brothers and sisters. Praise God. I don't want to take too much time. I, I, I realize we're getting a, time's getting away from us. And uh, Brother Josh, so, so thankful for you inviting me to come and letting us be with you today. Thankful for all you that are here. This is a beautiful crowd. Turn to your neighbor and tell them they look really good in the house of the Lord. Sister Gail just emphasized that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, if you've been around me much, when I get to know you, I like to pick. And don't mind being picked at. Amen. So, I love every one of you. You're, you're so good to see you. Let me go to the book of Joshua. <clears throat> I'm here to preach, so let's do that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Lord really spoke to my heart. This has been, through the years, a very unique uh, church for me to minister in. I told Brother Gandy, and I think I talked to Brother Josh about it also, so many things through the years I preached, the Lord gave it to me about five or ten minutes before I went to the pulpit. Fresh bread on the fire all the time. I asked Brother Gandy a while back, could you get me a key to the building? I just want to go stand behind the pulpit a while. <laughs> so let God talk to me. Amen. But I tell you what, there's been a lot of good, good things happening. And there's a lot of good, good people that God's filled with the Holy Ghost here. When I, uh, we looked back last night, we got a little book that we keep of where we've gone and what God did and I think in that revival you're talking about, there were five or six major medical miracles that took place. God healed and God delivered. In the book of Joshua, the first chapter, Joshua 1. <clears throat> Verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, into the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given. Not I will give, but I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and under the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. 
There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide and inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Let me preach to you a little while this morning on this thought, reconnecting with the promises. Reconnecting with the promises. Lord, we're so thankful to be in your house for all the beautiful things I see happening here, the beautiful miracles that you've already done, Lord of heaven, for the growth that I see. Lord, I'm so thankful. We pray today, Lord, that you would touch our lips one more time. Let me speak words that would encourage your people and strengthen your people. In the name of Jesus Christ, everybody said in Jesus' name. You can be seated. I marvel when I look around me at all these, they're not really young people anymore. They're, they're big young people, married with kids and mine and playing the instruments and singing and oh my, I, they were just little toddlers running around here. Tadpoles the last time I was here, I'm telling you. Now they have grown up and, and getting involved in the kingdom. That's the beautiful part. Amen? I tip my hat to them. Stayed with God and God stayed with them. And now they're about to enter into some blessings that God has laid up for them. And that are laid up for the faithful. Praise God. I thank God that blessings are in our path. Look at your neighbor and say, there's blessings in my path. They're waiting for you to get there. Hallelujah. Thank God. That's a part of the plan now, folks. Physical, spiritual, emotional, financial is a part of God's plan for you to grow. He said, I would that you would grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he also said he would, we would grow in our finances. I'm going to paraphrase just a little bit. As we grow in grace. So I thank God for that. This today that I'm going to, I'm just going to try to, Cut this maybe a little bit short uh, because of the time, but this could very easily be called uh, God's forgiveness, phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. I'm, I'm going to tell somebody here today, you don't know how far God will go to save somebody. You don't know how far God will go to bring somebody in. The children of Israel had come to this point once before. They allowed 12 men to go over into the promised land and to spy it out. Ten of them came back and convinced two and a half to five million people. It's been conjectured there could have been as many as five million of those people traveling into that place. Ten men convinced all those people that they could not do it. After seeing all the miracles, after seeing all the signs, after the cloud hanging over them every day, by the fiery pillar hanging over them every night to illuminate their camp, to give them victory over their enemies, to drive away the wild beast after God, bringing water out of a rock, enough water for all those millions of people and the animals as well. And then to go beyond that, that rock followed them for 40 years in the wilderness. 
But I want you to know something. They, they, they very easily could have gone in and accepted promise. God had made a promise. I'm going to give it. He told Abraham. He told Isaac. He told Jacob. They told Joseph. They told one another. God's got a place for us. God's got something special he wants us to be a part of. God's got something special he wants us to do. Praise God. He wants us to be his people. He wants us to have this land. And he told them, I'm going to give you houses you didn't build. I'm going to give you wells you didn't dig. I'm going to give you fields you didn't plow. He said, I'm only letting people live there long enough to keep the grass from going up in the, in the cucumbers and keep the wild animals from overcoming. I'm only going to let them live there long enough so the houses don't rot down. I'm just letting them occupy till you get there. Praise God. I want you to know God said, I'm a sovereign God. I, ha I, I, I created all of this. I have chosen you as my people. I have put my name upon you. I have put my spirit in you. I have I have worked in you. I am going to bring you into that place, praise God. That excites me that God had a plan and God worked that plan and kept that plan alive. He didn't deviate when men got unfaithful. He said, no, I've got a plan. I'm just going to bring you back into my plan. I'm going to bring you back to the place where I can bless you. I'm going to bring you back to the place where you enter into that place. Now, for 40 years, they wandered in the wilderness. But listen, everybody that wanders is not lost. But Josh, the Lord was dealing with me about this, this text and deal, this, this story that I'm reading here. How they came again to the promised land. They came again to the river Jordan and they could look across and see the land that God had promised their forefathers. They could look across and see the place where God had foretold it already that I'm going to give you victory over all your enemies. Nothing will be able to stand. Some of those men came back and said, you don't understand there's giants over there. Anybody ever found somebody living in your promise? A little disturbing when you find out there's giants living in my place. How am I going to handle this? You know, I, I, I don't know any. Who, who all in here are in the military? There's a few. Did they train y'all to fight giants? I've never known any army anywhere that trained them to fight giants because you don't run into giants very often. They'd never fought a giant. They'd never seen a giant. They didn't know what a giant was. And they got to coming back and telling these guys are nine feet tall. And it just, there was a crowd mentality that got a hold of them the first time they came. And they decided we can't do this. And one of them said we were in our own side as grasshoppers. And so we were in theirs. In other words, they came to the conclusion, man, we're just grasshoppers, and all the giant did was said, amen, brother, preach that. Go preach that doubt some more. Go tell them, Nick, how, how big we are and, and how fierce we are. But the truth of the matter was, when they went into that first city and they began to talk to some of the inhabitants, especially that woman, she said, we are scared to death of your God. 
We've heard what he's done to other nations. We've heard what he did to other kingdoms. We're not worried about you, but your God scares us to death. I want you to understand if they could ever got their eyes off of their muscles and got it on God's muscles, they'd understood. Giants don't mean anything to my God. The earth is nothing but a footstool for him. The heavens are his throne, praise God. He is from everlasting to everlasting. He's the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. He spans all of time and space, praise God. He's not only been to the end, he's already at the end, praise God. And beyond the end, hallelujah. Clap your hand to the Lord of glory in Jesus' name. We've got to take our eyes off of us. Your pastor is leading you in a new direction. You need to follow. Don't ask why. Don't ask how. Well, how are we going to do that? How are we going to have a big church? How we, I'm going to tell you what. Our God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Whether he wants you to milk them or skin them, he owns them, praise God. And he can give you what he wants you to have to do the work he wants you to do, praise God. I'm just going to tell somebody right now, quit doubting God. Quit worrying about the giants and let God be God in your mix, praise God. Praise him and worship him and magnify him because he said, I've already given you the victory. I've already defeated everything over there, praise God. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost rolling in here now. Just imagine, if you will, if you were a, a boxer just for a minute. And some of you said, a boxer? You might be a boxer. Somebody mess with your kids. Mamas can be boxers, I can tell you right now. But just imagine you'd been training and getting ready for the fight and you'd studied video of this other fighter and you'd had people come in that mimicked his style and you'd learned that he gives away what he's going to do by certain body movements and so you're ready because you know he's about to throw a straight light, a right or a straight left and so you've already got a counterpunch planned before and you learned to, to, to do this naturally. You don't even have to think about it. And you get ready and you've been running, you've been punching in the speed bag and the heavy bag and you've been jumping rope and you're doing all that stuff and you get to the night of the big fight and you go down and you crawl in the ring and, and you hear you see your enemy coming and when he comes out of the dressing room his nose is already bloody his eyes are already so swollen he can't hardly even see and he's stumbling already and you're thinking man somebody's already whooped him that's I'm telling you that's how it is in the kingdom of God the devil talks big, but the devil knows I'm no match for somebody that'll believe God. I'm no match for a church that'll come together and believe God and put their eyes on the prize and say, lead on, pastor. We're ready to go wherever you want us to go. We're ready to do whatever you want us to do, praise God. Clap your hands to the Lord in Jesus' name. Time and time again, the Lord said, I've already Put the fear of you in their hearts. I've begun the fight already. God, who's starting the fight? I'm starting it. Because I want to give you victory. And the way I'm going to give you victory is because that enemy is going to come against you. And then I'm going to give you the... He said, all you got to do is show up. I'm going to do the fighting. The battle's not yours. The battle's mine. We, if we could ever get our eyes off of us and get it onto him... 
If we could ever quit looking at our weaknesses and start looking at his strength. If we could ever realize our God is the one leading this thing. It was God's will and God's choice and God's plan all along. The Lord told Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I've got a land I'm going to give you. They came to the place the first time and doubt got a hold of them and they had to leave because doubt got into their heart. They just couldn't see it, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't believe God could give them victory over a giant. And they really wouldn't have believed it if you'd have told them a lad of a boy is going to kill the first one by hitting him in the head with a rock and then cutting his head off with his own sword. But God had a plan. Now, they wandered for 40 years. God had to allow them to wander. I'm going to speak to somebody because the Lord spoke to me specifically about this. There's somebody in this room that's been wandering for a while. You've come face to face with the promises and then doubts got into your heart. Un uh, uh, concern, fears, uncertainty got into your heart. And so you backed up from the promise and for a while you've been wandering. And people have been wondering about your wandering. Why is he wandering? Why is he, why is he not involved? Why is he not in step with what's going on? Why is he not getting involved with what God wants to do in his life? I'll tell you why. Because God has got his hand on him. When children of Israel moved away from the promised land and began to wander in the wilderness, God didn't say, I'll see y'all later. Come on back when you get ready. Brother Nick, he didn't leave them. God never leaves us. I've had people say, well, I've drifted away from God. No, what you don't understand is, honey, when you drifted, God followed you. You hadn't been away from God. God's been there the whole time. God's had his hand on you the whole time. We had tongues interpretation a while back. It was the most beautiful thing. And the Lord spoke and said, I saw you when you drifted away. But what you don't know is I followed you every step you made. I was there. I protected you. I drove the enemies away. I gave you victory. And I walked back to this point with you. And I'm here to meet you and make my peace with you and put you back in the promise of Again, praise God. Somebody needs to realize right now today, you hadn't got away from God. God has been with you. God's been watching over you. God's been protecting you. God has brought, he's kept you. Everybody say, kept me. I'm kept, praise God, because God said I'm gonna protect him because it's my plan to bring him back and put him back in my will. The children of Israel didn't realize that God's not going to make another choice. He's not going to change his mind. He's not going to say, well, let's go to plan B. Nope. God's going to just let you wander a while, keep his hand on you, give you some victory, talk to you a while, give you time to grow through some things, give you time to access some things in his kingdom you didn't know about. And then he's going to bring, he, he's the one that told them, go back up to the river Jordan. I imagine some of them said, our fathers came here. Our mothers came here. They didn't and go across but now why are we coming back Joshua why are we going back Moses why are we going back because God said I'm going to have a people in this land they're going to live there they're going to grow there they're going to have children there they're going to be prosperous there praise God it was God's plan and God said when I plan something I don't quit on it here's something pretty powerful I read in the book last night when your faithfulness wavers, stand on his. He never wavers. 
He never changes. He does not ever have to stop and think about it. His will is His will. It's been planned. It's been plotted. It's been it's been settled for a long, long time. And God said, "Look, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep the wild beast away from you. I'm just gonna keep these enemies from overcoming you. I'm just gonna let you wander a while. But what you don't realize is your wandering is directed by me. I'm gonna carry you to places where I can show you that I can make bitter water sweet. I'm gonna show you that I can bring water out of the rock. I'm gonna." show you that I can give manna out of the heavens. I can make something or create something out of, of nothing. Praise God. I'm able to bring everything I want out of nothing. Praise God. In the beginning God's looked into nothing. God stepped out on nothing. God spoke into nothing and pulled the universe out of absolutely nothing. Praise God. And you're telling me I don't have anything to offer God that excites me because you're perfect for a miracle to take place in. You're the perfect place for God to put just a little nugget and draw out of you things you don't even know that are there. Praise God. Why don't you just clap your hand to the Lord again. Lord in Jesus name. Lord in Jesus name. Lord in Jesus name. Lord in Jesus name. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody needs to understand God has a plan for your life. God, I said God's got a plan for your life. I see it all the time. This cute little frames that they put it in people take pen in hand and they write beautiful handwriting but sister Gail they're all time writing this for I know my plans that I have for you do you know that was spoken to the people of Israel when they were backslidden and they were in, 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 in another land? They were in Babylon. They were actually slaves and when that was spoken. That wasn't spoken on some clear crisp morning down in Israel. No, that was spoken while they were enslaved in Babylon. God said, I know my plans. I know my plans. I know what I got going. I'm, I'm big enough to make that king not only let you go, but give you money to go back home. I'm big enough to send letters with him that'll tell everybody there, leave them alone, let them rebuild, let them repopulate. I'm big enough. I talk to you when you're in captivity. Somebody needs to hear me today. It doesn't matter where you are spiritually. I came today to tell you that God is ready to put you back in and connect you back to the promise and plan today praise God come on lift your head and love the Lord in Jesus name I take dominion of every spirit of hell that's been warring with souls in this place I take dominion of every doubt I take dominion of every fear I command them by the name of Jesus and by the blood and by the word and by the spirit in the outer darkness never to trouble them again I loose you to the Holy Ghost in Jesus name I loose you from doubt I loose you from fear I loose you from that doubting of your own ability Praise God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I've never felt this before, Brother Josh, but there's somebody watching this online right now. And by the power of Jesus' name, I take dominion of your devils. By the power of Jesus' name, I loose you to the Holy Ghost. I loose you to go back to the house of God. I loose you from drugs. I loose you from alcohol. I loose you from the things that hell has brought against you. God is wanting to reconnect you with the promises, praise God. 
Come on, I feel something rolling out of this house right now. I feel a river of life flowing out of here this morning, reaching out to somebody that's watching, and somebody's heart's gonna melt right now because they know God's been watching all the time. God's been with me every day, praise God. Oh, my, I feel the Holy Ghost. My brother mentioned a while ago the prodigal son. The boy made a bad choice. He wasn't the first, he wasn't the last. Brother Dale, I've made them, you've made them. There have been a lot of people made just simply made bad choices. Man, don't give anybody a award for that. You'd have to give everybody one. He just simply made a bad choice. Now, I, I'm, I, this, that story's got something in it that fascinates me. And, and I had, me and God had to come to an understanding on it. And when we came to an understanding, I was very humbled. Because I said, now, wait a minute. Why would this daddy give his son the inheritance when he don't, you shouldn't get the inheritance until daddy dies? So why did why this? He had to be successful. He had to be, you know, smart. He had to be had had to know what's going on in the world. But the boy comes to him and said, "Dad, I want my inheritance now." And Sister Gail, he gave it to him. So I did the only thing I knew to do. I went and asked God, "Why did he do that? That wasn't the way it's normally done. Why why did he give him the inheritance ahead of time?" Brother Peterson, you know what he told me? The Lord said, because that was his son, not your son. He knew who, how he needed to deal with his son. I know how to deal with my son. I know how to deal with my daughters. I know how to deal with my children. He said, you know what? I've put enough down into that boy. He may take that inheritance and leave, but while he's gone, I'm going to get a calf ready. I'm going to get a new coat. I'm going to get new shoes because my boy will come home one day. There's something in me that tells me that even though he may stray away, I'm telling you he's coming home. And every day, Daddy would look down the road and say, is that my boy coming in one day? before the boy could ever get back home daddy ran down the road and grabbed him and the boy said hey wait 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 I just want to be a servant he said no dice nothing doing we ain't playing that game you're my boy you've always been my boy you're always going to be my boy you made a mistake you made a bad choice but you're my son and you're moving right back in with new shoes and a new coat you got it all waiting on you praise God he said strike up the band kill the cat my boy's home praise God You know, I preached here a couple of weeks ago on the unreasonable side of a reasonable God. Sisters, some, some things about God are just unreasonable. They were out in the wilderness one day and he was teaching them. Several thousand men, not counting women and kids. Might have been eight or nine thousand people out there on the side of the hill sitting and listening to him teaching and got late in the afternoon and he turned to the disciples and said, we need to feed these folks. One said, I ain't got nothing in my pocket but a hole. He said, not only that, if we had the money, there's not enough food around that we could buy to feed these people. The Lord said, has anybody got anything? Did anybody prepare? One little woman who was at home evidently had sent a little bitty basket with her little boy with some small, and the Bible is very explicit to say they were small fish and small loaves. 
Could have been easy to say, ain't nothing you can do with that. But he said, you know what? I may not have much, but I'll give it to the cause, whatever it is. I'll put it toward it. And he brought it. And, and you know what the Lord did? He began to bless it. He began to break it. It began to multiply. And watch this. When it was all said and done, there were 12 baskets full left over. You know what the Lord was saying? He was saying, I'll get overboard for people that are hungry and thirsty. I'll go to overabundance. I'm not normally given to exuberance of that kind, but I'll get unreasonable over people that are hungry and thirsty and they want to hear the word of God. I'll do things beyond the norm when you tell me that you want to be fed and you want to have the word of God. I'll go beyond measure, praise God, for people that need things. Oh my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody this morning. I'm telling you, our God will get overboard. You know what God gets excited about, Brother Nick? About people coming home. He said, man, I'll throw a party with somebody coming home. I get excited over boys coming home. I get excited over men coming home. I get excited over women coming home, coming back and living. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you smell like. You may smell like a pig, but we're going to change your clothes anyway. We're going to get you cleaned up anyway. I want you just to come on home and forget about the pig peeing. Come on home, forget. You don't have to explain anything. We don't have to go back over and rehash this thing. It's done. It's beyond. Oh, my Lord, somebody hear me. God's not wanting you to sit down and tell every bad thing you did. God's not going to ever stop and say, okay, tell me on October 28, 1977, what were you doing? No, no, no. God's not into that. When you confess, the blood washes you. It takes care of that. It drives the devils out. It drives the doubt out. It drives the fear out. Somebody hear me today. God is ready for you to come home. Praise God. I'm going to get my musician to come on back in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, lift your hands and love the Lord in the power of the Holy Ghost. The Lord said, Joshua, get up and go in. We are so entrapped by feelings. I love feeling the Lord. But Jonah, I love feeling the Holy Ghost. I love feeling that chill. I love feeling, I felt it here a while ago when everybody was singing and praising God, that, that presence of God. I love to feel that. But you know what? We get so caught up in the fields. There's somebody sitting in this building right now that God has been talking to you before you got here. And now I've been talking to you again. And our brother came up here a while ago and he was talking to you. And then the Holy Ghost came in tongues of interpretation. He talked to you again. And there's somebody sitting on these pews right now saying, I don't feel that. Bro, can I tell you something? Obedience don't really have a whole lot to do with feelings. He said, get up and go. Well, Lord, I, I don't quite feel. I don't care what you feel. Feelings trap you. Feelings trick you. Do what you know, not what you feel. Oh. Do what you know. Just get up and come back to God. Don't sit around and wait on some sad story. Don't sit around and wait till you feel like crying. If you need to cry, bring it to the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. I, I did wrong. I made a bad choice. I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a bad woman. I don't live this way all the time, but I did make a bad choice. And I don't, I don't want to live where I'm living now. I don't want to be in the wilderness. I don't want to be outside the promise. Then, honey, get up and come to the Lord. Don't tell me how you feel. Don't tell me. 
Don't tell me I'm going to wait to a better day. There's no better day. Today is the day of salvation. Stand to your feet all over the building in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus in your name. There's about a half a dozen people in this building that ought to already be in that in the aisle coming down saying, Lord, I made a bad decision. I don't want to live in it. Lord, I did something I shouldn't do. I don't want to live it. We're not going to ask you what you did. We're not going to ask you where you went. We're not going to ask you anything. We're going to, I, I would ask you, why are you sitting there? Why are you still on that pew? Why aren't you down here right now saying, Lord, I want to be in your plan. I want to be in step with you. I want to do what you want me to do. Lord, I want to get involved in your kingdom. I want to live in the promises. I want to live where you want me to live. I want to be what you want me to be, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus name by the power of the Holy Ghost I loose you I loose you to the love of God I loose you to the mercy of God come on nobody's looking down and knows that you everybody's saying let's get in this thing and let's go let's get everything in place and let's go let's have a move of the Holy Ghost let's have revival let's start it right here this morning don't wait till the night come on now God wants to do a work in your life God brought you to this place this morning so he could touch your mind and your heart again so he could bring you back to that place where his spirit could flow through you oh come on everybody ought to be coming down let's all come to the front a little bit this morning let's all come to the front for a minute this morning lord in your name 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 hallelujah 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 jesus Jesus in your name. Jesus in your name. Come on, come on, come on. The power of God's already. The power of God's ready. The power of God's ready. The power of God's ready. Lord, in your name, in your name, in your name, in your name. Come on, don't, don't sit back there. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up close and let God touch you. Come, you ought to be right up on these altars. You ought to be right up on these altars saying, Lord, I want everything you got for me. Oh, the Lord's ready to put you back in connection. The Lord's ready to put you back where you belong. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Oh, reach over and put your hand on somebody's shoulder. And say, God, reconnect them, reconnect them, reconnect them. Oh, God, let's kill the fat calf. Let's get the new robe. Let's get the new shoes. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost doing some things in this building. I feel the power of God breaking some chains off. I feel the power of God opening some doors before some people right now. He said, I'll make a way where there seemed to be no way. I'll open doors you don't even know about. Oh, yeah, go ahead and lift those hands up. Lift those hands up and say, Lord, I'm ready to get it back in step with you. Lord, I want reconnected to the promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Lord, in your name, 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 in Jesus' name.
yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the Holy Ghost all over him right now. There's the love of God all over him right now. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Lift your hands and say, Lord, let me get connected. Let me get in step with you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you. 